Welcome to episode 23 of Teach Me Tiger podcast. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. This episode is very, um, how do you say, raunchy, risque, sexy, sexy with sexy sexton. So you know what that means. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Nana, I'm talking to you. Turn it off. And if you're listening like at Casu- work casually. or around the house, you might want to put in your earbuds. Yeah, because this gets hot and steamy. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Third degree. Dang, you'd see a doctor about that. Other thing, Mm -hmm. really fun Mm -hmm. in this episode, every time Casey says, your or my She says, Sarah, don't my Every time you hear beep, my beep. You uh, gotta guess what she's saying. Yes, or take a shot, or both. Yeah. First of all, let's make it a drinking game. Second of all, we'll throw Mm -hmm. it up on social media. First person to guess what it is, we'll do some sort of special surprise for them. We'll mail you a special surprise in the mail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also do a shot. episode is brought to you by Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse is a wonderful hip little cafe in Perth, Ontario, Canada, our hometown. So if you live in Perth or find yourself in the area, do go. It's amazing. Amazing. Mm. There's lots of gluten-free, vegan, and vegetarian options. They're fully licensed as well, so they will serve you drinky poos. Drinks. Shots, shots, shots. No shots. Please note, Fieldhouse will be closed for their winter break until February 5th. And then they'll be coming back at you with tans. With tans and cruffins. <gasps> cruffins? Did someone cruffins say cruffin? Speaking of cruffins, <laughs> here's a little song that the world-famous Greg wrote about the world-famous cruffin. Mm. Mm. You say there ain't nothing that's better than a muffin. I say yes, there is. Yes, there is. You say all you want is a buttery song. I said, stop right there. Are you aware that there's a gruffin for you, baby, at the field house? That's right, I said, gruffin. I said, field house. You probably already guessed that it's a cross between a croissant and a muffin. Yeah. And it tastes so good It's the best of all worlds But every boy and girl you know that Big fresh is a day with love and life I just can't get enough Oh, 
Everybody comfy? Hi, I'm cozy. Welcome to Teach Me Tire Podcast. (laughs) Thanks for coming. We're the podcast where (laughs) we bring in our smartest friends, smartest pals, most experty friends, experts, and ask them about stuff and we all learn. And we're we're a semi educational, fully comedy (laughs) podcast. Yay! (laughs) Semi fully. Yep. We're semi full. That's Sarah Wright. I'm Sarah Wright. That's Melody Starkweather. Hey. Uh, and we would like to welcome back to the show Sexy Sexton. I mean, Casey Easton. Yay. She does it every time. Every time. I like it. I know. I uh, know. I've been called worse or better, depending <laughs> yeah. on how you look at it. Yeah. Glass half full. So Casey does all kinds of stuff. She's super experty on sex and relationships and very, very knowledgeable about the physiology of sex and the human body. And the human body. She's pushing on her liver right now. Mm-hmm. Always. 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 What does that do for you? I just like poking around in my guts to make sure they're happy because they're really important. Oh. Yeah. How can you? You're like, ow. Is that mm, how you know they're not happy? Like, mm. Yeah, there's just a, like a different um, density to the tissue if it's not he- happy and healthy. Oh my god, but my tissue's all fucking crazy. Well, I just fixed one of your valves, you did. girl. Mm-hmm. And so I you feel much just, better. I bet you could just feel that it was kind of blocked or not open properly, and then you opened it. No, she's like, I have heartburn. I'm like, let me fix that. So then I just made her valve work that closes her sphincter from her esophagus to her stomach. Casey, you're blowing my mind again. That's yeah. not all she's blowing. No, it is. It is. Right now, anyways. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. At this very moment. Only mine. I had at least two people who I can think of by name, but I'm, I think there were more who told me that you blew their mind on episode 17. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. It was a really I have good lots of people. People are really into it. Even Greg, like he came home and he'd listened to it on his drive home and he was like this is so important to listen to and i was like oh right like all the women should listen to this and he's like no no everyone everyone should listen to this and i was like okay okay greg yeah take it easy so how was your week you guys anything to note i um exciting new fresh No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> nothing like positive that I should right. bring to the podcast. Yeah. We all uh, had the flu. That was great. Yeah. Cycled around the house. Bluff. Perfect. Perfect. Derf. Yeah. We had a Christmas fair at Brook Valley School. That was super fun. I actually tattooed someone at my kid's school, which was really funny. Only at Brook Valley School. Would that be a thing? Yeah. You've been doing all kinds of wicked tattoo stuff. You're flash. Um People it's should coming go on Sarah's up. Instagram if they haven't, because she's got all kinds of cool flash up on there. By by the time this airs, yeah, I'm making a web page mm-hmm. and a Facebook page. Nice. Because it turns out Greg's going to be on EI for January, so I need to fucking make some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a thing sometimes. I spent like four hours scanning all my art into the computer last night, and I'm going to try to figure out the best way to like set up a flash book and have people pick things from my flash and then book it through facebook nice smart that's what it says on facebook it says i can do that 
Mm-hmm. You can do it. That's what it's you can do anything. That's what it's you can do anything. <laughs> how about you, Mel? How's your week? Uh, how's my week? Well, same as yours. I've been sick. Uh, oh, I know what I want to talk about that's really exciting is that I finally finished um, Behind You, Casey, is a diptych of portraits. I finally finished those. They've been, well, actually, they're not quite so beautiful. (laughs) Don't say that. I'm going to slap you right in the face. But I'm going to step away from them for a little bit and then just go back and do a couple of tiny little things. Anyway, those have been in my studio for six years since I was pregnant with my daughter. Holy crap. (laughs) So I finally got back to them and finished them. They're like your nemesis. Yeah, they just stare at me. The detail is insane, though. Look at at her sister's belt. Something about it just really gets me. See, I like like the flushing of the cheeks a little bit. And the glass. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's so good. Thank you. So that was my big thing this week. It's like, (sighs) I can breathe. Oh, it's time to reach into Mel's box. Roll up your sleeves. Pull up your socks. Reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Okay. Pull up the KY. I'm just going to lube it up. Actually, coconut oil today. Mm. It's going Coconutty. in. Just slipped right in my mm. whole hand. Oh, it just slipped right in there. Mm-hmm. And like good this fist. Mel- Melody's box. Who was your favorite teacher and why? Oh, I hope they're hot. Sorry. <laughs> How can we spice this question up? <laughs> I would Make it l- sexy. I would like to point out that uh, this podcast is being recorded just outside of where I went to high school. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and I don't think I can make this kinky without um, defiling everything. Who was my favorite teacher and why? Mm-hmm. Man, I had some really good ones. But honestly, I think that um, Mr. Xander was my favorite teacher because he had this mustache crazy no he didn't have a mustache <laughs> or a beard for that matter but he had this um uncanny uh belief in me that mm-hmm. um you know those teachers that just mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. see like a little bit deeper and like that true little sparkle and shine that's inside he yeah. was one of those oh mr xander yeah You're the best mr xander's pretty cool he lived down the road from me yes <laughs> thanks xander can i quick tell you my favorite teacher i yeah. know i'm not the guest but his name is slash was he was older at the time and so i hope he's still alive i don't know though so he maybe um, did maybe, maybe john did. mcmurray who was a kinetic artist like in the 60s or whatever when people were like getting really into mobiles and okay. so he did like weird kinetic art but anyway he looked like a sailor and smoked a pipe <gasps> in class oh. That's hot. All the time. I love him. So when I say sailor, I mean fisherman. Obviously. Yeah, we don't know yeah. what we're talking I, I believe about. he wore like overalls a lot. He was, he was really like not the kind of guy that you would expect to see at the school because it was not at PDCI. This is when I went to boarding school near Boston. Um, a fancy boarding, very like fancy a boarding, boarding school. Very yeah. boarding near Boston? A fancy one. The Kennedys went there. Oh. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And she could Bushes. be married to the Kennedys. Well, JFK Jr., Went there. I don't know if the JFK Kennedys did. A lot of famous people went there. Olivia Wilde. Melody she was Stark in my Weather. German class. Melody Starkweather. Um, she was in your German class? Yeah. Who's Olivia Wilde? She also author? was in my dorm. Uh, no, she's an actress. Oh, Her real name is Olivia so Coburn. Sexy. She's, who is she? So sexy. Who is she in? She's very beautiful. I don't know. She's in lots of stuff. Cowboys and Aliens is the only thing that comes to mind. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but funny. she's been in a bunch of stuff. Cool. What's next? Uh, the... Oh, boy, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, sorry. Oh, we should do uh, reach on in our box again. <laughs> when in, like even easier that time. I know I'm all lubed up. All lubed up. If you were on a deserted island with either your worst enemy or no one, who would you choose? Oh, um, worst enemy. I always see the good in people. For yeah, sure. you could work it out. Oh, I could totally work it out. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it would be entertaining. And maybe we could, like, love each other by the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Choose love. Mean people usually have hurt feelings. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually mm-hmm. people that um, induce pain are usually, like, experiencing a lot of pain themselves. Okay, one more quick one. What fictional world or place would you like to visit? What fictional world Mordor. <laughs> This is hard for me because I am not a fantasy sci-fi girl. What? Uh, oh, yeah. no, that's not true. You know where I would go? Where? And I felt like I was there last week. Where? Um, I would go to Caribbean Land. Aww. Yep, in the clouds. I was cool. up in a cloud last week in uh, the Dominican Republic, and I felt like a Care Bear. Amazing. Nice. Mm-hmm. A yep. Care Bear. That's very sweet. Yeah. That's so PG. <laughs> yeah. That's so I PG. know. Except Make it for sexy. All the... Or maybe I'm into the furries, guys. I was going to say, except for all the furries That's out true. there. That's true. What's your favorite swear word? Cunt. Me too! How come? It's strong. It's got, like, some some just fierceness to it. Uh, it's got two hard sounds. It's got a really nice background to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got this beautiful history to it's it. It's Gaelic, right? That's I what I know. What I knew. I just know that it, it means all sorts of wonderfulness in other places other than North America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny. My stepmom and I love that word, and my aunt hates it. So mm-hmm. we we tend to use a lot in her presence. Sorry, mm-hmm. Auntie Lois. Cunt, 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 cunt. I cunt, see cunt, you, cunt, Auntie. Cunt. See you, Auntie. Get it? See you, Auntie. Oh, see, I always say. See you, Auntie. See you, Auntie. I'm always like. See you, Auntie. See you, Auntie. I get it. Yeah. They're a real see you next Tuesday. That's what I say a lot. Yeah. Someone's a real see you next Tuesday. It's really fun when you drop that word in bed with somebody the first time and they're like, whoa, this just, yeah. things just got real. <laughs> you can really tell what somebody's made of. Yeah. When you say cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Has that ever shut a sexual escapade right on down for you? It's definitely like uh, had a it. little bit of like almost revulsion i'm like mm, i guess we can't do this again <laughs> yeah so I mean, that word horrifies you or offends you in any way i don't think we can do this again yeah yeah oh, but you know it's uh helping retrain people the word cunt lots of people chris said his favorite word is cunt mm-hmm. but like he would never ever say it because he feels that he you know is taking up space to say it because it's like women are reclaiming right. the word cunt and he wouldn't want to be like yep i can appreciate that too yeah yeah I'm not that sensitive, personally, but mm-hmm. I well, can, no, I and, can appreciate and, it. But also, yeah. you're a woman. Yep. Yeah. It's different. And it's cool. Like, yeah, if Greg turned around and was, like, viciously, like, you're being a real she's cunt. such a cunt. I'd no, like, see, I'd be okay with that. That's really, like, aggressive of you. Mm. Yeah, I'd be totally cool with that. Yeah. I'm an insensitive human, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny, because you're so sensitive, also. Yeah. Hmm. At the same time. Weird. Mm-hmm. Huh? How are you feeling? You feel like cozy, ice broken? Yeah, totally. Poke that liver. I feel soft. (laughs) Things are good. Icebreakers. So, why are we here today, Sarah? What are we talking about? K I N K. 
King. King. Woo. And uh, we want to talk about kink, and we want to know like what the fuck is kink, and and actually that brings us to our first question: What's kink? What's kink? What's kink? That's a really good question. I think that it, it's anything that's kind of outside of the ordinary mm. uh, in a sexual realm, but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with sex itself. Okay. Which okay. is where people are really confused sometimes. Um, Tell us more what you mean. So kink is something that induces sexual arousal that's not necessarily sexual mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it can be sexual. Mm-hmm. But it's outside of what is uh, conventional. Okay. Does that make sense? considered conventional. Yeah. So uh, a quick example would be like, oh, sniffing ladies' shoes. Yeah. That's not like overtly sexual, but if it, it, it stimulates arouse- arousal. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I'm, a- I'm always sniffing shoes. It's my Are thing. You? No. Never. Oh, I was like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. And I'm never sniffing shoes. No? You know what? I'm always smelling stanky ass feet. And mm. so it's just not. Yeah. I really like stanky ass armpits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're into that too, Sarah. Yeah, I sure am. <laughs> You'd have to Yes! Be. I have to I be. Kink sisters. Yeah. Kink sisters. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what is cake? Yeah. And it's it, it's really interesting. I think that I, I made a post about it at some point, just talking about like uh, kink doesn't necessarily involve sex either. Uh, whenever I, t- I start talking to people and they ask me if I'm kinky and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I ask them if they're kinky and they're like, yeah. And then I ask what they're into and they're like, everything. Anybody that says they're into everything doesn't know kink. Yeah. There is no person. Well, there are, I've met a couple people that could legit be into everything. Wow. Yeah. That's a bit much, I might think. I'm not judging. Yeah. And it's unusual-ish to be into absolutely everything. And most people... Because there's a lot of things. I mean, it could be like farting on a cake. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen that. I've totally seen that. Totally. Farting on a cake? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were making it funny. Nope. I am. (laughs) But it's also real. Uh, A funny reel. Exactly. A funny reel. (laughs) Okay, so let's, can you give us some, like, a quick, um, like, boom, 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 some examples of different kinks, like, from, like, obvious to not so obvious, just so we get kind of, like, an idea of what we're talking about here? Because I know most people just think of, like, BDSM, mm-hmm. which is another question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but what like, else is there? There's kink, and there's fetish, and then there's BDSM. It's oh, wait. All, it's all different? kind of, like, under an umbrella of, like, um sexual taboo if you will Mm -hmm. um oh i will (laughs) i will too all day long (laughs) and they're all a little bit different uh so kink is is typically things that you like to do um so some people are really into foot fucking um there were and some people are really into like sticking things into unusual places like pee holes oh sorry oh it's don't my i didn't i didn't it i said ow it doesn't hurt or it shouldn't hurt it's called sounding. Wow. Anywho. It doesn't hurt? Shouldn't hurt. Shouldn't hurt. Unless there's scar tissue. And then if there's scar tissue, that's a whole other story. But okay. yeah. We it's can, called sounding. It's called urethral sounding. Some okay. people call it urethral dilation. Okay. I've had a catheter put in a couple of times. It was very uncomfortable <laughs> going in. 
So your urethra, like women's urethras are like one to two centimeters long, like that long. Uh Okay. That long. It's full of nerve endings. And I mean, it depends on why you're getting a catheter. If you're putting a catheter in because you're in the middle of giving birth, of course it's going to hurt. That was why. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of blood flow, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, fear, a lot of stress on that urethra, like a baby's head. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, And it's a lot different if it's not that way. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. There? If it's like in a in a different scene too, if there's not stress and pain and anxiety, like emotionally attached to that, yeah, then you relax. Enjoy. Like anal sex, I would imagine. Right. Where if you're all like, no, ah, uh, then <laughs> ouch. Yeah. And like uh, sphincters can close and open too. Okay. Um, with with penises, it's like the sphincters are like kind of deep inside. You know. Yeah. So a uh, male urethra is like. One to two centimeters long, and then as long as their penis is. Right. And then that's a variation, depending on if they're hard or soft. Okay. Yeah. I just heard the term. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I didn't know it because Greg was shocked that I didn't know the word. He was like, I thought you totally know this. Pegging. Really? I didn't know there was a, I didn't know the word pegging. Oh. Like, I know that's, what's, like, I know about it. Like, like fucking with a strap on. Right. Okay, so I've never heard anal or pegging is yeah, it's fucking with a strap on. Normally, is like it, a woman it's like a woman fucking, fucking a, man a guy, yeah, with a strap on. Right. Yeah, there's a really good article on Jezebel called "If You Want Your Boyfriend to Be a Better Lover, Then Peg Him." You should all read it. Okay. Yeah, I'll find. Okay. I'll put a link in the show notes. Do it. Yeah, I I'll think that it. anybody that is uh, any man that wants to fuck a woman's ass probably should have some stuff shoved up his ass too. Yeah, just so that they like are familiar Understand. with the feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that they kind of know where the boundaries are, like not even the what boundaries, but good, like what's... what the sensations are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very smart. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Even any man who wants to fuck a woman's vagina, like men, yes, have the whatever of entering. Like I was going to say, like privilege, privilege. or distinct um, honor, honor <laughs> to enter. For the most part, whether it's, you know, vagina, butt, mouth, whatever. Armpit. Armpit, hand, like whatever. Like feet. Dick goes in. Yeah. And so they should have some stuff go in so they get it. They get that. It's like, you know, that's why we the gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. Kink. What else? What else? I don't know. Like licking people's eyeballs. No. Is that a real thing? Don't. Sarah, oh. no. I have a real eyeball problem. Eyeballs are like my. Come here and real... I'll lick your eyeballs. No, can no. I ask you? I'll die. I'll just die can, on the spot. Can we negotiate these? You can lick my eyebrow. Oh, see, I like that. I once had someone lick my armpit, and that was so hot. I almost just like passed out right on the spot. Hmm. There is a massive amount of nerve endings or nerves that go through your armpit. Mm-hmm. So of course, licking armpits. And it's is like kind of taboo, good. right? It's like oh, what you. Wow, you really like want to get close. Yeah. It's almost more personal than like licking pussy. Maybe having your armpit licked. I think it depends on who you are. I guess so. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Mel? I was going to ask if ASMR plays into this somehow because oh, like yeah. people, What's do you know what that? I'm talking about? Mm-mm. So people, there's all these videos on YouTube of like women. Or men, but it's usually women talking in really soft, whispery voices and like clicking their fingernails and or like, like unwrapping stuff. things. Or like I've seen ones where uh, it's a woman showing off her sketchbook 
And so she turns each page and walks you through the whole thing. And then she touches the drawings. Like you can hear her fingers on the drawings. It's all about like sound. And it gives people brain tingles, they call it. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're like crazy. So I wonder if it's like a similar thing when you're talking about licking eyeballs. Because that's not directly sexual for most people, right? Mm -hmm. But if that gives someone like physical reactions. I'm having so many physical reactions thinking about licking eyeballs. Sensation is sensation. Right. Right? Right. I'm really glad that we found something that you're kind of slightly horrified by. Oh, it just really makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Eyes really make me uncomfortable. Like Greg sometimes puts, well, I love looking at eyes and stuff, but like Greg putting contacts in. No! I fucking can't even. My kids are like, there's something in my eye. I'm like, well, fuck off. Like, I can't help you. Go away. Like, I just can't. I don't know. Something. When I was in school, people had this uh, weird thing. I went to, Where they I would remember. flip their eyelids upside down? No. Oh, that's what they did in my school. So I was in massage therapy school at this <laughs> okay. point. All right, okay. And uh, the kneecap is called the patella, and we had to, like, move it around. People were yeah. so horrified by moving around this, like, little round bone on your leg. Right, I can mm. see that. Yeah. Weirding people That out. wigged them right out. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Huh. Mm-hmm. What, do you have anything that really wigs you out? Like, if you feel a double joint click, sometimes that's w- wiggly weird. Or, like, weird material. Some people hate touching certain material. Not really, no. Of course not. No. No. Nothing. But you're so evolved, Casey. Oh, I really, <laughs> really hate like forks on teeth mm. that oh. makes my like <laughs> yeah yeah and like really anything that has to do with like eating and making a lot of noise really oh, bothers like people eating a banana close to your ear fuck off mm, i love my i love my son and he was eating cereal this morning and slurping and Ugh. and like scraping the spoon on the bowl i'm like oh my god i need to leave the ca- i'm gonna leave yeah. the kitchen right now yeah. I, I have issues with food noises. It there comes to me naturally. My grandmother used to make my mom go and sit on the toilet and close the door to eat carrots. No. Because she couldn't listen to her. That's amazing. I make her sound like a real monster. She was a great lady. And I bet that there's lots of people that are super turned on by food noises. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember someone standing outside the bathroom while a guy was peeing, and they're like, I love listening to a man pee. Me too. Really, eh? That's yeah, like, oh, I just generally weird. like anything to do with them. Um, that generals like penises genitals and genitals yeah i think that's what it was too this person seemed it was actually quite um religious and like uh kind of uptight i'd mm-hmm. say and i think that what it was was mostly about like it's like oh there's the existence of a penis like you can really tell when you can hear urine mm-hmm. coming out of it or whatever mm-hmm. right or see it or feel it okay okay so you mentioned bdsm what BDSM. does that stand for uh, bondage and discipline. So it's kind of oh. like the, the the letters are kind of funny. So it's B D S M, and then there's bondage and discipline, and then you've got another D, which is domination and submission. Yeah, and then you've got another S, which is sadism and masochism. Okay. Yeah. So bondage is tying people up. Um, discipline is like you know bad bad girl. Um, domination is somebody dominating somebody else, which is the submissive who's usually submits to the dominant person. And then sadism is wanting to induce pain. And then masochism is wanting to receive pain. Right. So that's what BDSM is. And then there's like a whole lot more involved all in that kinds as of well. subcategories, right, right. yeah. I would imagine. And there's such an amazing community um, in the kink 
fetish BDSM community, and you can find that on FetLife. FetLife is an amazing website. I kind of call it like Facebook for kinksters. Mm-hmm. And they have um, some really cool stuff. They have play parties where you can kind of go and see all the really cool things. So people will do scenes. Okay. And uh, you can see people receiving pain. You can see people doing needle play. You can see people um, doing rigging and bondage kind of stuff. Uh, you can see um, a little bit of uh, domination submission kind of things. So uh, you can go to play parties. There's like an event page. And then there's also things called munches. So if you're like not really sure about the things mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. want to talk to people about it that mm-hmm. are kinky, you can go to these munches that are social gatherings in a vanilla setting. There's no play. There's no nudity. You just kind of hmm. meet at a bar or like a restaurant. Yeah. And, and ask questions. Yeah. It's usually segregated um, from from everyone else. Right. Uh, so, for instance, um, I've been to a bunch of Patty Bullens in Ottawa. And they have a whole second floor. And that's where they kind of meet up and they – yeah, everyone's – Everyone's a kinkster, or some people mm-hmm. are just new to it, and Aspiring it's really kinkster. Yeah, and it's really nice to be able to have conversations about it. Like I remember one of my first munches. I am totally, uh, uh, yeah, I'm totally into pain, giving, receiving, and I was really, 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 really terrified to give pain because I figured I would like it way too much. Yeah, and I talked to a guy that was like. Yeah, but there's like, you're like such a gift to us masochists. Right. You are a gift to us. And I'm like, oh, so it was really like a a way for me to be accepted and supported in that realm. Like mm-hmm. just at a munch, just like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Right. It just reframed your mind. Yeah. Like guilt to like, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Because there is like, yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about like a little bit of a sense of shame and, and stuff later on Mm -hmm. um yeah so if you're into kink bdsm that kind of thing get yourself a profile on fetlife don't just go message everyone about everything being like oh by the way i want these fantasies fulfilled can you do that talk to people like they're human beings right it's such a it's such a wonderful loving supportive community uh that you need to really recognize that people are human and have feelings right yeah and when you go to the munches, it's a really great way to connect people face to face so that you build a relationship. Right. Yeah. So Fet. that Fet. dot com. Perfect. Yeah. You can even share like dirty. I, I have a, a close friend who has spent like a million years on Fet Life, actually. Huh? Um, and I know she was writing, uh, like practicing her amazing dirty story writing skills. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing that on FetLife. Like there was like areas for her to like share her stories and read other stories and stuff. So that's also if you're into just like writing dirty shit, go for it. You can put it on FetLife. Or sexy shit. We don't have to call it dirty. Right. Yeah. Sexy shit. Or sexy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So Casey, why do people seek pain during sex? What is the benefit to that? Why do people want to be hurt? Mm-hmm. What's up with that? That's a great question. First of all, I'm going to like separate the pain and the sex because okay. you can receive pain and it can be arousing just like that kink, um, sadism, masochism stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it can involve sex or maybe it doesn't. But regardless, pain can be pleasurable. And I personally believe that everyone has some kind of pain that they like. 
There's lots of people that really love like deep tissue pressure in a muscle. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. lots of people that like stinging pain. There's lots of people that like kind of a scratchy kind of pain. And you know what's really interesting is that like light touch over your skin that actually stimulates pain receptors. Hmm. Like really light pain, really light like touch a, over your skin. It's effleurage. like No, an effleurage is like um over. It's like. Yeah, it's different. Okay, okay. This okay. is superficial stroking. Technically, this is called superficial stroking. It stimulates nociceptors, which are pain receptors, in your skin. It's like something's crawling on you. Okay. Oh. So there's some people that absolutely hate this feeling right. because it's yeah. it is a pain response. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, so I think that pain's a pain's a really interesting thing. I kind of look at pain and pleasure like a Venn diagram, like you know those two circles, and right. that there's um. There, everyone has a varying overlap. Okay. Some people's like completely overlap and every kind of sensation regardless is pleasurable. pleasurable. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a massage therapist (laughs) and I don't want to equate massage therapy in any way with sexuality, Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to discuss pain and pleasure. Pleasure is, can be totally different than sexuality. Totally. So there are times where I am massaging people and getting to a point where any other human would be in tears and they're like, that feels so good. Yeah. Right. And there's a huge variation in that as well. And, and I think that it depends on what our relationship is with pain in general. Um, every single person has the pain, the same pain threshold, the point at which the sensation is perceived as pain. Really? Yes. However, pain tolerance is a different story entirely. So everyone has a different um, pain tolerance, which is the oh. amount of pain they're willing to tolerate. So the point where it feels like pain, it's the same for all of us. The point huh. what we're, that we're willing to tolerate is different. Hmm. It's really, really cool. And then the different types of pain as well. Like, for instance, flogging. Some people like really deep, heavy, thudding floggers. Other people like sharp, stingy ones. Some people like to be whipped. Um, some people like um, pain on their hands, pain on the bottoms of their feet. They like to have their hair pulled. Like these are all different types of sensation. Mm-hmm. And sensation, um, any kind of sensation, there will be a point where it feels pain, like that it is perceived as a threatening pain. Okay. And everyone has a different um, span where that is um, painful but also that little bit of pleasurable just like when we were talking about biting earlier mm-hmm. and the other thing with pain is that it's smart and you should build up right the intensity so if you were to go and watch um a, a, a bdsm scene uh the the sadist would be working up and then they would come back down and it would kind of like it would kind of work like um like a little up and down, you know, those graphs that kind of go up and down. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. Um, and then there's framing techniques as well that you build the intensity and then you come and soften and do some of that like gentle stroking or like mm-hmm. just static contact, like holding your hand on someone's like flaming red ass after you've just spanked it. To like calm it down, yeah. chill it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. bring the nervous system and then you can kind of build back up to it. So it's often like that's that's frequently how it works. Yeah. I remember flogging somebody once and, uh, you know, you build up to it. And she said, she turned around and she told me she hit like, I hit, hit like a girl. Oh. And I was like, 
You're welcome. Oh, sweetheart. You don't say that to a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was egging you on, though. Yes. Oh, she was totally egging me on. Good, good for her. And it's funny because this was at like um this was at uh, a sex party, mm-hmm. and I saw her like two years later, and I didn't recognize her because it was dark. And yeah. Anyways, she's like, "Oh, you don't remember me," and I'm like. I just kind of shook my head and yeah. said no. And she's like, I once told you you hit like a girl. And I laughed. And she's like, I'll never say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's that element of like, oh, God. Hmm. I'm a, I'm both a masochist and a sadist. So I really love to receive pain, but very certain types of pain. Right. Like I would rather be punched than slapped. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and giving pain is just so much fun for me. So much fun. And it's, um, it's a, there's an art and a science to it. And when you, again, coming back to this, like, okay, I want to get into this stuff. Uh, find a mentor. Okay. Find a mentor. Find someone that's willing to teach you. Read up on it. There's tons of books, tons of resources out there. And learn how to do it well. Right, so you're not just willy-nilly, like, slapping someone right. around. Mm-hmm. I think like, choke- I don't like this. This is awful. Yeah. I think choking and asphyxiation is one of the most important things to learn how to do well, too. Oh, yeah. By the way. Because you can do a lot of damage. A lot okay. of damage. Don't kill someone. Don't kill someone. But also don't, like, ruin the very beautiful structures of their neck. Yeah. Yeah. I have such a nice neck. Safety first, friends. Safety first. Let's like and talk a little bit more the softer side of kink because Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of our listeners are probably more uh, on the kiddie pool as opposed to the Olympic swimming pool. How do you know, Sarah? I I said a lot, not all of Mm -hmm. the other reindeer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Rudolph. I have a feeling that like, you know, the majority, not everyone. We have probably yeah. more, uh, you know, kiddie pool to above slash in-ground pool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's measure all kink in pools. Okay, yeah. On. I'm down with that. Perfect. We can start with a bucket if you want. Bucket. Bucket. Yeah. I'm, I would put myself at bucket. Bucket That's list. Cool. As opposed to Olympic. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's been times in my life where I was, you know, in-ground. In-ground? In ground, serious mm-hmm. pool, a yeah. nice big one, maybe like at the resort mm-hmm. where there's like a little island thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's times in my life, like now, where I'm like lucky if I even see the bucket. A bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is that a what's the, what are you a little? Puddle? I'm in a shot glass right now. Just a, I'm in a shot glass. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. Actually, I've had times in my life being in the big pool where like sex was shut down because I was too much. Wow. I'm like, oh. Well, this sucks. Story of my life. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. to whatever. Yeah. So, what do you do if you're like the kinkster of the relationship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and your partner's like, "Hmm, I don't know about this." Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really big question because there's so many people that have, um, you know, uh, in ground pool kinks mm-hmm. or even like above ground pool kinks, right? And their partners, um. Like shot glassy. Mm-hmm. Part of the part of the equation is that sometimes 
you might both be like in ground pool kinksters and there's just lack of communication Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes. And then sometimes um, when talking about things like kink, uh, I know Dan Savage talks about uh, being GGG, which I was just going to say that. What's GGG? Do you listen to Dan Savage ever? Sam? No, I, oh, I, I used to. I love Dan Savage. Oh but my I just god, never I love Dan Savage. What's good, GGG? Good giving game. Game. Good right. giving game. So you need to be good and Betty. You got to develop some skills. Yeah. You need to be giving of pleasure, mm-hmm. and you need to be game for whatever isn't going to leave you curled up in a corner crying. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there are things. Um, my one of my partners has a kink of. I think we were talking about it last. Were we talking about it last time? Fa- facials. Were we talking no. about facials last time? Anyways, that is. I am super fucking kinky. Super fucking kinky. There are like a couple of things that I just draw the line like hard, like hard no. And that was a hard no for me. I Crazy, right? Like that is, in my opinion, that's not overly kinky. Yeah. But some things. But some things. Um, I'm, you know, crazy feminist. You're Virgo. And, and, a Vir- and, and messes. I'm like, I don't like messes. Yeah. Um, on my face and in my eye. You know what I mean? Anyways. Yeah. Good thing I wear glasses. Just saying. Uh huh. <laughs> that I shit look at hurts in your fucking eyes. <laughs> yeah. We yeah we did talk about this last okay. time. But this is my newish partner's thing. Like that's his thing, and I'm like, oh god, I don't know if I can do this. And then I just kind of like talk to myself. Okay, am I going to be okay after this? Like psychologically, is it mm-hmm. going to harm me in any way? Like I might right. get it in my eye. That's probably the worst. Maybe a yeah. little bit out my nose. <laughs> but beyond that, like, I'm going to be absolutely fine. Do I want to do it? And this comes back to the wheel of consent that we were talking about last right. time that I yeah. want to talk about again this time. Am I wanting to do this? That's a big no. It's a big fat no. Am I willing to do this? Yes. Yes, I am. Am mm-hmm. I willing to do it all the time? No, thank you. But I am willing to do it um on the occasion where i'm like feeling like it when i have my glasses on to like protect my eyeballs because that's a thing for me (laughs) i don't know why and that's part of the Uh, negotiation yeah of you know if you're in a relationship with somebody that's kinky and they want to do the things maybe you don't want to do them all the time but maybe you're willing to indulge them sometimes right and a willing indulge is not um yeah i'll do it and ugh it will be more pleasurable for your partner mm-hmm. and they'll be happier if you're willing with a smile as yeah, opposed right. to willing with a whole bunch of uh, resentment at the end of it. Right. Right. I don't know if that makes any sense mm-hmm. or no, not. It makes all sense. the sense. Yeah. So when you have a partner that has kinks that are different from yours, maybe you have kinks and they have kinks and you guys aren't necessarily crazy about each other's kinks, but you're willing to do it. That's when there's a lot of negotiation that has an opportunity to happen. Mm-hmm. But what if you have a kink and your partner is like hard no? What then? Yeah, what then? We were just talking about this earlier before we we started um started recording. Mm-hmm. But there are some really amazing sex workers out there that are that are dominatrixes or like pro doms mm-hmm. um or pro doms as in like a male dom that that do that kind of thing. And that's their job. And they provide you a service. And mm-hmm. they provide you an experience. Right. And that is completely um, completely a possibility. Or to open up your relationship just for the kink aspect of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. For your partner to go find their 
get their kinks met in another way. And you can, you can draw those lines. If you don't want actually your partner to actually have sex with other people, you can figure out what, what in that is um, acceptable for you to, to support your partner in doing. Right. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if your partner wants to be dominated, you don't want to dominate. They could go see a dominatrix. So you can say, okay, that's fine. But for me, no, uh, you know, you cannot penetrate. <laughs> the dominatrix yeah. or whatever your if Greg's your line like is. Sarah, I really want to lick your eyeball. Oh, I'm like go to <laughs> and, see Casey, and you're like hard no, can't do it. <laughs> that would leave me curled up in a ball crying. Crying. Go find somebody else that whose eyeball you can lick, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just that's he just can the lick thing. anyone's eyeball. He can lick go whoever's eyeball, and that's totally cool if it turns him on, and then he can come home and have sex with you. Yes, you know, but don't tell me about it. Or in, yeah, <laughs> ever I never want to know. And though, but those are also the, part of the negotiations, right? Um, right. What level of communication do you need after as well? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to know so that you feel like you have control in a certain sense, or like, um, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not always a fan of don't ask, don't tell because I feel like that's kind of a disaster waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But in some situations where it's very like, I really support this. And I really don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm, right. Go for it. Eyeball licking. As opposed to like really reluctant, like, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as it's a discussion so everybody feels powerful in the situation, right? Yeah. There's not a power imbalance there. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So at like, at what point do you kind of let your kinks out of the closet? It's another yeah, question. Yeah, that's the question. Questions. Let's skip right to it. Okay. So... Um, Say I start dating Melody and I'm like, oh, hey, Melody. And like we have some pretty good vanilla sex and it's, everything's going great. But I really want to um, bite her all over because that is really going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I like to bite really hard. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'm really scared that she is not going to want to be bitten. Yeah, because they're like, stop biting me so hard, Sarah. Yeah. Stop being such a pussy. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. That's not going to help. <laughs> Don't say that. However, open the dialogue. Right. Um, maybe if you're a little bit fearful or maybe if you have a little bit of shame or something around one of your kinks or maybe you've had this discussion with partners before um, and had partners like revert or like withdraw their love or like give you like, you know, your mm-hmm. Um, maybe when you do open that conversation, say, Hey, Melody, I really want to talk about this sexual thing that I'm really into. And I'm really concerned that you're going to, uh, not really be into it. Or maybe like give me some, a little bit of rejection and I'm, I'm fearful of that. Right. But it is important to me. And I just wanted to, to talk about it. And I also wanted to just share my uh, my feelings about broaching this because maybe I've had this this discussion before and it didn't go well. Right. And what I hope to get out of this conversation is just a little bit of understanding and maybe you'd be into it or willing to negotiate with me or maybe not. Um, right. Uh, and, and I'd rather talk about it first before just trying it and seeing. Or yeah, in a non-judgmental space. I'd like us to take everything Casey just said yeah. and like clip it and like replay it again or something. That is such, that's like the sentence to say, like everyone should fucking have that printed out and be like, <clears throat> okay. That's Tonight's how you know. Yeah. Ready, honey? 
Practice it in the mirror. That's how you kind of negotiate any difficult topic is, you know, get a a time and a place where your partner's receptive. Maybe even earlier in the day, say, hey, there's something I want to talk talk to you about. When's a good time to talk about it? It's you're not in trouble. There's no big deal. And I do need to discuss this with you, but it's it's not anything serious. So don't panic. And then you can decide on a time be like, hey, so... Uh, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm fearing. And this is what I want the outcome to be. Right. And I want to be able to discuss this, um, without judgment and find a, find a good solution. It really sets the foundation for a really good conversation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And leading it it with like, you know, these are my feelings about it. Your feelings. These absolutely. are my fears of your reaction. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. that's great. And also, then, it might not be anything. You might not even freak out. But because I've had these negative experiences right. before, or because I have these fears or the shame, I'm I'm scared. Right. And it gives them an opportunity to then love us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And to understand where we're coming from. It passes the power. Like, I feel like as opposed to like, if you just came in, you're like, I want to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. The person almost feels like you're coming at them with the power, with the control. And they're like, well, what, how am I supposed to react? Da, da, da. But you're giving it to them. You're gifting them the, I keep using the word power for lack of a better term, but you're gifting them your vulnerability. And then yes. they get to feel oh, wow, like, I get to do what I want with this. And often people are then very kind and understanding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're on the receiving end of hearing someone's fetish kink um, or thing that turns them on, do your best to reserve judgment. Do your best to um, not and be like, hey, that's cool. And... Uh, I'm I'm not really into it or I don't know if I'm into it. So that mm-hmm. here's the other thing is that once you have this conversation, mm-hmm. um, say, I want to bite you. I want to sink my teeth into you until you bleed. And you're like, okay. Okay. So I'm not willing to have you. I don't want you to bite me. If, the, if this is the case, maybe you're like right. fucking like make me bleed. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's and, and bruise me and all that stuff. Yeah. But say maybe you're not into the the like skin piercing biting, right? But you would be willing to be bitten a bit, mm-hmm. and then you can have a framework of okay, these are the places that I'm willing to be bitten. Um, these this is my safe word. Safe words are really important. We can talk mm-hmm. about that in a in a minute. Um, and you can negotiate. You can negotiate the terms. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be bitten on my neck or on my arms anywhere that's visible to other people because that would make me uncomfortable. Um, I want to be able to dictate and build up to a level that I, um, a level of pressure and depth that I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we can communicate that. And maybe that's your maybe. It's not yeah. a full on yes. It's not a no, but there is like that little uh, build up. And it's also, you don't have to start at Olympic level kink. You can start with like, like bondage, a little for instance. nibble. Yeah. Bondage, for instance, maybe like, you know, some um, bed restraints as opposed to like full on shibari, which is like a Japanese form of rope bondage. It's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, but maybe you start smaller. Right. And then build up to that. And yeah. maybe you don't build up to it. That's okay too. Maybe you freaking hate it. I personally am like, try everything twice. 
Right. Because maybe it's like like the first time I tried sushi, the first time I was like, ooh. And then I tried it the second time. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Good thing you tried it again. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, you, don't, you don't have to try things twice. Um, and in the negotiations, figure out where your soft limits are. And don't mm, – here's another big, big, big player is if you negotiate beforehand, if you negotiate beforehand, you don't get to up-negotiate in the heat of the moment. Does that make right. sense? Absolutely. That's unfair. Uh, mm-hmm. It's unfair to the other person and because you're really putting pressure on them. Even if you say, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever. It, or maybe it you does want at it. that moment. Say for, so let's bring this back to just a general sex comment or discussion is that if uh, I talk to, I'm texting with Melody and I'm like, yeah, I, wanna, I want you to come over tonight, but I really don't want to have sex. Right. But I want you to eat my pussy for hours. Um then you and and that's what's agreed to beforehand Mm -hmm. and that's what's been consented when you're not high on all the sex endorphins and all the sex chemicals that's where the negotiation stops right like you don't get to up negotiate to sex when you're having sex for the first time being with somebody i think that's just a, a good way to play it safe because then the next time you're with that person you know that your boundaries mm-hmm. that were previously talked about are going to be respected. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Even if the, if the person who's say being submissive in the situation, yes. if they change their mind and say like, okay, we can go further. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because when you're in that situation, you are no longer of a sound mind. Right. Okay. It's like being drunk. Right. right. And you might be left with regret or, or second Yes. Guessing. Okay. Yeah. If, like, why did I make that decision to go further? Really? Was it exactly. sexual? Was it emo- like, what's, what was my motive really at the time? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It might be good. It's probably going to be good. Mm-hmm. However, um, you need to have a huge trust in the person that you're, uh, that you're with. And if they can honor those boundaries when they're super into it and you're super into it, if those boundaries and that container is held, then the next time you want to do it, Make the make the container mm-hmm. bigger. Mm-hmm. That's when you make new negotiations is the next time. Cool. And that's mm-hmm. how to play kink BDSM safe. Okay. Is discussions beforehand, figure out where the limits are, where the boundaries are, and stick to them. And stick to them. It's very, very important. Um, consent is a huge discussion in the BDSM and kink communities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everyone, for the most part, uh, plays with safe words. A safe word is a word or a phrase that you use when you've had enough, when you've had enough. Often um, there's a red light, yellow light, green light scenario. Okay. Or like green light's like, yeah, this is cool. And if I say yellow, that means that I'm kind of close to my limit. So maybe pull back a bit and, okay. and play within that realm. Mm-hmm. And then red, you stop. Period. I really like that. Uh- that's great. Red is you stop. Right. And and that's that's where everything ends. That's it's it. It's over. It's stop. done. If you're not sure, yellow. Just like back it off a bit. But red, that is the point where it is over. And you can have different you can have different words. Just make sure that they're words that are not going to be used in in sex. So for instance, um you want some really rough aggressive sex. You're and you want to be victimized. 
the last word that you're going to use as a safe word is no or stop or don't. Right. Because those are going to be words that you want to use. However, if you scream the word pineapple. That means stop. That means no. Yeah. If that's your safe word. Like right. you're not going to say pineapple when you're having. I don't Maybe. Maybe you will. But try <laughs> to find do, something. Actually, like every time. Every time. Every time. So find a word that you like egg. Yeah. Maybe egg's mm-hmm. not the word that you use. It's not a sexy word. I'm sure. So, I'm sure somebody's into eggs. I like egg because it's so bland. Egg, egg. Yeah. Um. I just want to go back a little bit quickly before we move forward. Yeah. In talking about how you talk to your partners about your kink or fetish, how soon in a relationship can you do that? Like, if it's really important to someone to have this sexual satisfaction. How early can they talk about it with their partner, do you think? I'm sure it depends on the situation, but... Yes. Yeah. It depends on how important it is. Um, I have a really good friend of mine. His thing is anal sex. Mm -hmm. That's a a hard... That has to be a yes for anybody that's in a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's just a sexual relationship with him, like, you need to be willing to get fucked in the ass. And you need... Like, ideally, you want that. And uh, if that's that's a no... Uh, wouldn't you rather know that earlier in the relationship? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you, um, it depends on how important it is to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on if it's necessary for your uh, satisfaction. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. where's the line? Like I was wondering, thinking like, okay, where's the line between you have a kink that you want to be met or you have like something in your sex life you want to be met? Uh, where does it change from... So, like, what's the difference between something like you feel that you need or just like you're being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you know, really... like fucking suck it up. Yeah. Whatever. That's, that's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like even, even some things that aren't kinky, like I know quite a few women that don't like receiving oral sex. And that's what really turns their partners on. Mm -hmm. And like the person receiving the oral sex, they have to, first, without a doubt, they have to be willing to receive it. Um, And then there's like, do you want to, to give oral sex to somebody that doesn't want it? Right. And how important is that to you? If you love eating pussy, that's going to be really fucking important. You do not want to live the next 40 years with somebody that doesn't want their pussy eaten. That's mm-hmm. going to roll their eyes and starfish. Yeah. <laughs> starfish. Yeah. Um, so how important is it? And I think that that's, um, that's a discussion that needs to be had fairly early on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people, people really um, downplay how important these things are. Mm-hmm. Like you can go maybe like six months, a year, two years without something that really does it for you. But when you get start getting into that three year, four year, five year mark, like that's mm-hmm. that's really tough. I have a a guy friend of mine that just loves eating ass. It's his favorite thing to do. He just loves eating ass. And his girl's not into it. And he kept hoping that she would be. Right. And guess what? It's been four years. Mm. She's still not into it. And she was willing in the beginning, and now she's just, like, kind of rolling her eyes when it happens. Yeah. 
And it's like, but that's so important to him. Right. Like, that's what gets him going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And her being into it is like really was what gets him going. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so I think it's, it's, if it's really important to you, if it's a, it's a, if it's a, a super, um, arousing thing to you, that should be discussed fairly early on. Right. Yeah. If it's a non-negotiable, it should be discussed really early on. If it's a nice to have, you know, whenever. Does that yeah. answer your question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we move on to some listener questions? Let's. Yeah. Okay. This is our first one. This is a really great question. I love I this question. Um, it's a little long, but there's a lot of really important information in here. So how do you reconcile wanting to be dominated and to ride the edge of pain during sex with your male partner as a feminist woman? I struggle with this a lot. I've been sexually assaulted, yet I enjoy similar acts in a consensual situation with my partner. I feel like I'm doing something wrong, allowing myself to be subjugated and degraded, but I get off on it. I wonder if it's internalized misogyny or if it's just what I like. I feel guilt and shame about my desires, so I don't ask my partner for what I want, even though I'm sure he would be willing to try going further. I want to go deeper into my sexuality with him. How do I get over this? Thanks, aspiring kinkster. What a great fucking question. Thanks for sending it in. That is an excellent, excellent question. And one that I've actually dealt with a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Personally, mm-hmm. um, I was always the more dominant person, always. And I probably in the last couple of years, I've actually been a little bit more submissive um, and been okay with that when I kind of stepped a little bit more into my, yeah, I just stepped more into being with somebody that I, I really feel safe with, mm-hmm. that I feel is going to take care of me. Um, and I think that will definitely play into it. However, when you come back to the the feminism component to it, and I'm not sure if I talked about this last time or not, but polarity is a huge, huge energizing factor. And polarity is when there's like two opposite things and that creates this like charge, this beautiful, uh, passionate charge. So that when, and it's really common um, with the feminist woman, but also with the, really strong, powerful men. Those typically are the people that are going to be driven to be more submissive because it's opposite of what they normally are. Right. Right. It's like you often in movies and popular culture see the the high power exec men with all the power and the money wanting to be like dominated. Absolutely. Because they're like, fuck, I'm in power all day. Just let me feel the opposite. Yeah. Mm. So there's, Everyone has a different reason for the things that they want. And sometimes there's no fucking reason at all. And there doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. There doesn't have to be some kind of pathology or some kind of like fucked up childhood reason why you have the kink that you do. Mm -hmm. There doesn't, there isn't necessarily a reason for it. And you don't have to go look for one either. I think that's a really big thing. That's a good piece of advice. Yeah. Stop analyzing everything. Yeah. Just do it. Or maybe you maybe you know where it comes. Who freaking knows? But don't don't try to overthink it. Don't try to judge yourself for it, um, or think that there's anything wrong with you because you have um, certain proclivities or certain things that you like. I think that's really important to not judge yourself and to accept yourself 
for who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one part of it. And yeah, like I was just talking about how the last fucking thing I ever want to do is have somebody blow their load on my face. Like that to me is the ultimate degradation. And maybe it's just because that um, for me is so, um, oh, what's so, I, I can't even find the word, but just the way that it's done. Mm-hmm. And that's what's hot. And to be completely honest, I don't think I've ever had a boyfriend where that was important to them. Mm-hmm. Most guys are like, meh, I don't really care, to yeah. be honest. Like every every once in a while, maybe, but it's definitely not a thing. Which which is kind of funny because you'd think that that's what every guy wants to do based on porn. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but, porn. But that's not necessarily the way it is. So, yeah, I totally get it. And I would argue that the overwhelming majority of women have rape fantasies. Mm-hmm. And the overwhelming majority of women have experienced sexual assault as well. Yes. So. Yes. And – I don't I don't know if there's a correlation. I I I um choose not to associate the two together. Mm-hmm. Um maybe I don't know. And when you can um create those when you can create those boundaries and when you can do it with somebody that you trust, it's a completely different experience mm-hmm. than the reality of the situation. Right. Um, there's something, uh, there's for a lot of people, just having um, the power taken away is so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, being physically overpowered is really, really hot. Um, and I, I honestly know more women that have rape fantasies than men that want to play that fantasy mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and sometimes i was actually just talking about it today is that um a lot of the times when we get into relationships a lot of these uh, more aggressive sexual scenarios happen earlier on in the relationship when there's less feelings and then all of a right. sudden men fall in love and they don't want to treat their wives their girlfriends or the women right. that they love like a piece of meat or like a whore or like like a slut or like an object. And that I think is a whole other discussion that needs to be had in that um, women can be both. Mm -hmm. Women can be both the Madonna and the whore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, they shouldn't just be pushed to push to the, the love category when they still want all of these things. But then again, communication comes into it, right? Because if a, how's he to know that she still wants that if she's not saying it? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And and baby steps, right? Like, let's yeah. talk about, okay, well, let's do this thing today. And then, you know, this thing next week. And then this thing the week after. And then maybe just put them all together in two months from now and do mm. the thing. So how do you reconcile it? I don't think that you have to um, overthink it too much. Mm. A part of being a feminist is is being choice. sexual liberation and, and feminism and is choice. choice. Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel safe and strong and empowered enough to be put in a submissive position, mm-hmm. fuck, you must be powerful girl. You are that high power exec. The, Boom. The dirty little secret with BDSM is that the sub has all of the power always. Mm. Always. Interesting. They can pull that red card any moment they want. Yeah. The sub always has the power. Hmm. Heyo. 
And there you go, sister. Uh, coming at it from, <laughs> well, scholarly is the wrong word, but <laughs> is it <laughs> from though? a scholarly perspective? <laughs> no, but um, there are a lot of chemicals in your body that are related to that pleasure, right? Like we touched on it earlier, but the adrenaline of like someone dominating kind of, you and and maybe some light pain and stuff yeah. and the endorphins all of that is like a chemical physical thing that happens in your body mm-hmm. and it's it not is. all about like the 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 mental um the idea of someone uh taking control and power over your body it's it's chemical mm-hmm. right absolutely mm-hmm. and another thing that i've i've thought about in my own uh, like sexual history and, and time is, um, you know, ha- being someone who's experienced a lot of sexual assault and a lot of sexual violence and things like that. Um, when I'm in a position where I'm playing like the sub of a situation, I'm with someone who I feel so, so safe with that. I almost feel like it's, it's therapeutic. Not that, I, that I'm coming at it from this perspective purposely, but in thinking about it afterwards, it's almost therapeutic to have in some ways recreated a situation where you had no power and you were not safe and it was bad uh, and recreate it in a safe, pleasant, pleasurable place and be like, oh, I just relived it positive. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I'm not afraid of that anymore. Yes. So it can be it can be very therapeutic for someone who has experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be, yeah, no shame, girl. No shame. Get it. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm the podcast dad. I show up and I'm like, <laughs> I'm so funny, right? Anyway, bye. Where's my beer? Where's my beer? I worked so hard <laughs> babysitting my kids today. <laughs> babysitting my podcast and Mel's like uh-huh great you look great honey thanks I'm like fucking working her and then she off. doesn't want to fuck you and then she doesn't want to fuck me because she's been working on the podcast all day and I'm like well I was there too <laughs> that's me yeah and all dads sorry dads you're not like that <laughs> not all dads are like that not, hashtag not all dads definitely not all dads hashtag me too I don't know <laughs> hashtag 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 oh. okay so we got another one in our inbox, which I'm going to read. I love when people put stuff in our box. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when people it's put called stuff an in my inbox box. for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for the outbox. That's, yeah, mine's that's... an outbox today. <laughs> How do you get into an open or swinging lifestyle? My partner and I have decided we want to do this and have fun, but we feel lost and have no idea where to start. Now, we talked about this. We gave an explicit, well, Casey... Gave us basically ex, an explicit, ex, ex, explicit. No. guide. So first of all, listener, shame on you for not doing your research. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to our other episodes. Episode 17. We talk about this a lot. But mm-hmm. do you have anything, uh, maybe a quick little summary? The question was about swinging, yeah? Yeah. Wanting like, to try. The, the couple, they both want to try. Yeah, they've, they're, had they've the already had the discussion. They, they want to try. How do we? Get your ass to a sex club. Yeah. There's a really good one in Ottawa called go, Obsession. Go to FetLife, too, maybe? Well, you can go to FetLife, too. There might be some uh, stuff there, but that's a little bit more kinkster-oriented. Okay, okay. It's kind of funny. The kink community and the, the swinger community are two very different communities. Okay. Interesting. You'd think 
And it's almost like there's a couple of people that have a crossover Crossover. in it. But usually the swingers are like, ew, kinksters. And the kinksters are like, ew, swingers. Right. It's the funniest thing. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm like, why can't we all just like do the things that we love to do and have a good time? Yeah. Let's all just be sexy. Yeah. As long as we're consenting to it and we're happy, awesome. Mm-hmm. Fill your boots. Um, so if you want to do swing open relationship stuff, there's a couple websites online um, in Canada, particularly AFF, Adult Friend Finder, is really great in and around Ottawa. Cafe Desire is really big around um, around Toronto. Uh, I'm not sure what Obsession, what you said in Yeah, Ottawa? Obsession Club in Ottawa. There's also a couple in Toronto, Oasis, X Club, uh, Ozone. Um, I think one's called M4. There's some in Niagara Falls. Yeah. And then just kind of like shift yourself into the community. There's also some munches for swingers too that are at, okay. at bars. I'm not really sure how to find them though. I think you might need to be invited to them. But if you connect with enough people on the interwebs, mm-hmm. then I'm sure somebody will invite you to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then, you know, connect with other people that you know are open. Yeah. It's always a good way to do it and to... To do that, you can also do a little bit of uh, online dating stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I would go. Nice. And again, if you want to just like have a threesome with a unicorn, I always recommend sex workers because it's way easier that way. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That. A unicorn being a unicorn being someone who wants to fuck both of you and have you fuck them, and basically you, a mythical, have like a mystical creature. With. Yeah, because mm-hmm. unicorns are hard to find. If you want a threesome, um, you can go and look for a threesome with with a single human, man or woman, and it might be a little bit easier if you see a really yummy sex worker. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So go back to episode 17. Actually, anyone listening to this, if you haven't listened to episode 17, please do. It's possibly the best episode before this one. I don't know. It's really good. And it's a two-parter because it's before we went to Patreon. So you get all of the goods in episode 17. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So all we're doing the goods. bonus content now Boner instead content. of double episodes. Oh. So bonus content goes on DP. Patreon. D-E-P. <laughs> all right. B-C. Do you have anything you want to add, Casey, before we move on to a not sexual question? Yeah, I think that when you're... Playing play safe, uh, get some boundaries, consent, rules, super important, get a safe word, um, do research on anything that you're doing, uh, or reach out to people that, that have more experience than you, um, communicate with your partner in, in what it is that you want. Um, and if you're not willing to do the kinky things and maybe flirt with the idea of, uh, supporting your partner and seeking that out from other people, um, either other people in the the king community or even possibly sex workers. Um, yeah, I think that's that's my stuff. Have fun, play safe, mm-hmm. good giving game, mm-hmm. GGG, explore and uh, you know, try things. And if you don't like it, then you can stop. Yeah, and and know that you can stop. Right. Don't be scared to disappoint your partner because your partner will be more disappointed if they push past your boundaries and traumatize you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Good point. Mm-hmm. Know your boundaries. Oh, good girl.
Casey, mm-hmm. what have you been listening to? Anything interesting? Anything good? Good music? Good pods? Um, I love Aubrey Marcus. I think that he's wonderful. And I think I talked about him last yeah. time. But he just had a really great podcast with his partner, Whitney, on yeah on polyamory and how oh, their cool. relationship works. It was really interesting. Yeah, it was really, really cool. So, And I liked... Uh, one of the things that they talked about was how polyamory has made all of the relationships in their life and all the aspects of their life a little bit more authentic and a little bit more true. And I thought that was really cool. And they learned a lot of really uh, great lessons based on uh, living living their truth. And I think that was really beautiful to listen nice. to. What's yeah. the name of the podcast again? It's called Aubrey Marcus Podcast. Okay. And uh, that was, I think it was Lessons from a Polyamorous Relationship or something like that. I listened to it on the weekend. It was so good. Let's listen to it this afternoon. I have like a great big crush on Whitney. Like a big, big crush on Whitney. Um, But she's straightish. Me. Meow. That's okay. I can still like crush on her. It's just a really rad woman. Um, I also listened to a really great book called uh, Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Um, What's it about? <laughs> it's about loving yourself. Uh, yeah, it's, it's about not being so hard on yourself, actually. It was great. It was really great. Nice. Yeah. Self-compassion. Mm-hmm. We should all fucking be a little less hard on ourselves. That's true. Yeah, a little bit less judgmental. Are you okay there? Sir? I'm fine. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm sad. not crying. No, I'm just you like... You should love yourself. Things are happening. I'm not feeling well. And my mm. eyes are like getting mm. itchy and watery. Nothing. I'm just. Do you want me to lick them? Oh, yes, I fucking do. It's my secret kink. Mm. Yay. Oh, I can't <laughs> even do that. Like, even that grosses me out. What have you been listening to, Mel? So, you know, I keep thinking I should talk about music because it's fun to play music yes. on the podcast. But all I listen to is our podcast because I'm editing it like all the time while I do other stuff. (laughs) And I do listen to other podcasts in the car. I don't know. I'm just into podcasts these days, you guys. That's fine. That's fine. And I listen to a lot of, like, pervy true crime podcasts because I'm pervy for murder like everybody is these days. I'm not. Sarah's not. Um, But there's a podcast called Generation Y, and it's been around for a really long time. It's one of the earlier true crime podcasts, like pre-My Favorite Murder. And uh, it's just really great, and I would recommend anyone check it out if they haven't listened to it before. They have a really interesting way of telling the story. So uh, they've talked about how they share their information in, like, a Google Doc or whatever. And they'll tell the story, but they'll go back and forth between them. So one will be like, so-and-so was a high school senior at such-and-such, and and then the other will say the next fact. But it's, like, totally seamless. It's amazing the way they tell stories, and I really enjoy it. So, Generation Y. Generation... It's a great show. Why not? Why not? That's it. I'm gonna tell Mel at a later date this amazing new music that Greg came home, and it was really amazing because I was on my second day of my second period since I had a baby, I've been feeling really, like, emotionally wild and crazy for this Mm -hmm. one. Lots of, like, changes in my life are happening around this time, and I'm just feeling really, whoa. And I was having crazy, crazy, bad, 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 worst cramps I've ever had in my entire life. It felt like I was in late, early labor. Mm. And uh, Greg comes home and he goes, Sarah, this just happened. Hang on. And he put on this song. 
And it was literally every single thing that I love in a song, in a piece of music, all together. I was like, Greg, this is everything. This is every single, it hits every single nail on the head. And he goes, I know, baby. I know. And I immediately started dancing around my living room because you can't not. Mm -hmm. And boom, cramps gone. What? Just get that movement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right away. But then as soon as Uh I stopped dancing, so I was like, okay, I'm tired. Uh, Because of all the bleeding. (laughs) Then the cramps came back. But still, fucking, it was so great. And it's like a woman singing. She kind of reminds me of Feist a couple albums ago. And then there was like my favorite music sound ever, which will play it when I remember what it's called. Uh, And it's like this, like, I love... um, Beep, 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 beep. What's that called? You play the thing and then it plays the computer noises and the bass. What? Like uh, like the bass noises. Like, like from a rave. And you use like a electrical device to do it, not a drum. You guys know what I mean. Synthesizer! Yeah, keyboard. Keyboard. Synthesizer. Synth. <laughs> yeah, keyboard. <laughs> it just got like so that sweet like synth bass that's like fucking so sick and this like awesome woman singing and it's just like amazing so we're gonna play that for you right now and then and we'll t- mel will tell I'll you tell what the you name what of Oh, we did a great job today, you guys. We did. Casey? Sexy? Sexy Sexton? Hey, Sexy Sexton. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me online at eroticembodiment.ca and on Instagram at erotic.embodiment. Nice. Yeah. Oh, tell us about your... You have stuff coming up. Yeah. Oh, do I ever? Oh, yeah. We were going to talk about the uh, Will of Consent. Uh, My friend Corinne Diachuk from Victoria is coming out uh, February, I think it's the 10th and the 11th, and she'll be teaching from 11 till 7 on a Saturday and Sunday, teaching Betty Martin's Wheel of Consent. We talked about it last podcast. So she's coming to teach a full workshop, the Like a Pro workshop. It is fantastic for anyone that wants to touch anybody. Yeah. Uh, Really great for clinicians. So um doctors and physios and massage therapists anybody that like kind of touches people for a yeah. living it's really good to understand what that means yeah um amazing for sex workers um amazing for like public health nurses and anyone talking to kids about consent okay yeah and any humans that just want to have a better understanding and a better sex life of how to build more communication skills mm-hmm. around um around choice and sexual choice nice. cool um, yeah, it's, it's not just about sex. It's about touch in general and, uh, how to, how to talk about I'm trying to get really good words. Pineapple. Pineapple. It's a good one. It's a good one. Pineapple. Uh, yeah, it's a really great way to, uh, open up a dialogue about, about touch and about, um, the giving and receiving of the touch and the willing and wanting. And mm-hmm. it talks about all of the four quadrants. It's so amazing. And Corinne is incredible. She's just like a little ball of awesomeness. 
it's really hard to describe how amazing this woman is, okay. but she is like hardcore my soul sister. And did you did you say dates on that? Do you have dates on that? February tenth and eleventh. February tenth and eleventh. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm just before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Give the gift of consent. Consent <laughs> is sexy. It is. It is super sexy. Super sexy. Yeah. Nice. And you'll have information for all of this stuff on your website. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Erotic mm-hmm. embodiment. Erotic embodiment. Ca. Ca. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sarah, right? Oh, uh, so you can find Sarah at just the tip hand poke tattoos. Is that right? Yeah, on Instagram, on Instagram. or yeah. Sarah right on Facebook and book a tattoo with me, please. Yeah, Sarah's really and you're welcome. She does beautiful work. It's fucking she's, beautiful. And okay. She's nice. I'm super nice and gentle and respectful and a yeah. good conversationalist. It's a really great experience mm-hmm. getting a mm-hmm. tattoo from Sarah Wright. It is. Oh, hey, the great. The great band is called Sylvain Esso, S-Y-L-V-A-N-E-S-S-O. And Greg says that the song that I liked a lot was called H-S-T-K. It's so good. And there's another song that I don't know what it's called, but it talks about... um, this guy who's like the sexiest and he's just got like the swagger and the walk and like you like really picture this person mm-hmm. and it's fucking good. And it made me, I was like, that's me. That's guy me. And that makes me feel sexy. Mm-hmm. And it was guy the you is sexy. Guy me is so sexy. I know. Mm-hmm. Guy me's the sexy one. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, wait, this one. I wish you guys that could all right see me there. right now. <laughs> it's very in the brown corduroys, big blue sweater, and literally like a crocheted afghan wrapped around her head with her hair poking out the top. That is sexy right there. <laughs> right now. Where can we find you, Mel? You can find me at melodystarkweather.ca and all my um, social media links are on there. And you make the art. I make the art. I am getting back into it. So my Instagram has some new stuff on it finally. Fucking book your shit with Mel, cause holy moly! Yeah, if you she's want a portrait, so good. Oh my god, I she's so good. It's like mental, and she does like um everything from pencil, like pencil sketches, pencil drawings, mm-hmm. which are quicker and and cheaper, mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as I understand, mm-hmm. and fucking gorgeous. It looks like a black Thank and white you. photo, um, up to like full color detailed painting. Like they're just she. She'll do whatever you want. She's incredible. Thanks, girl. She'll do anything. Magic. I will Magic. literally do whatever you want. Anything. I once painted a man's girlfriend riding in a golden carriage pulled by a black and a white stallion with the, what is it called? Poseidon's. Saber. Not saber. Uh, the something of Trident. Poseidon. Trident. Trident. Yes. Mm-hmm. And with Orion in the night sky above her. And how large was this painting, Melody? It was like... It was like 36 (sighs) inches by 24 inches, maybe? It was pretty big. That's amazing. It's pretty intense. a lot of inches. She said she liked it. If I were her, I would have been a little freaked out, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. But I would love that painting. He said she was thrilled. I want that painting of me. Okay. Um, Right, and the show. Teach Me Tiger is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, 
tune in um, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everything's also on our site, teachmetigerpodcast.ca. And there are a few ways you can support the show if you'd like. You can tell your friends about it. You can subscribe, rate, and review on your podcasting app. Dude, it's so fun. Or you could throw us a couple bucks on Patreon, patreon.com slash teachmetigerpodcast. Thank you so much to Casey Easton. Thanks for having me, guys. It's um, always a pleasure. We were so excited to have you back. Um, I believe we started scheduling this as you left the last podcast. I think recording. that's how that worked. <laughs> yeah. Can we do that again this time? <laughs> okay. Perfect. And thank you so much to everybody for listening. It means a lot. We love you. Letting us we're get in, in love your with ear you. holes. We're in love mm. with you. External auditory meatus. External auditory. It's your ear hole. Meatus. Meatus. And remember. It's a jungle out there. Rawr. Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tiger, Tiger, I want to squeeze you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, love, my love, I will give to you. Don't my